2: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Oilers
1: Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Everything we've done since training camp is we want to earn the right to be a playoff team. Rich Jack save! Mike Smith, a game saver! And he got run over by Zach Cassian. He's like one of those top teams, and we're working our way to that level. Otter! David danced around Morgan, rived Denied by Smith, who saves the game again. Josh
2: Archibald! the game! My message today is we're trying to win. What timer score? Leon
1: Dreissel, right
2: circle! No risk, no gain. And now we're going to have a goalie for action!
1: This is NHL overtime! This is Ryan Neeson Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Leon Dreissel. This is from your Edmonton Oilers. This is oil country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X now, Boss Offer on the a- official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers. Six thirty, Chad.
0: Scott joining you with the Oilers now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex, buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Lenny Kravitz opened the show. He was like the New York Islanders, man. They won four straight uh, Stanley Cups, right? Back in the day, 1980 to 1983, Lenny Kravitz won four straight Grammy Awards. It's his birthday. He's old. He's older than me. That's old. He's in his mid-50s right now, but he was unquestionably a talented guy who was huge uh, back in the late uh, 1990s, early 2000s. Again, this is Oilers now, and it's a big day. And we're going to tell you right from the get-go here that NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman has called a press conference that will run live on 6.30 at 2.30. Uh, this has to do with return to play. Uh, what's going to transpire from a league's perspective, and some information on the NHL draft. John Shannon just tweeting out: It will not have to do at this stage yet on Pod Cities. Brandon Escott and myself are going to discuss something that's maybe a little bit out there. We'll find out what you have to think uh, coming up shortly. Mark Spector will join us for the horses and horse racing in Alberta today at 1235. Our champions week continues. Yesterday we had Craig Simpson who won cups in 88 and 1990. Grant fear will join us today at 135, uh, to discuss, uh, Grant's numerous, numerous championships. He was injured in 84, uh, but was the goaltender of record in 85, 87, and 88. And on this date in 1988, the Edmonton Oilers won their fourth Stanley Cup. Ultimately, going 16 and two, sweeping the number one and number four overall team during the regular season. By the way, the Oilers finished third that year in league standings. Uh, Montreal second, and Montreal was third. And end result, uh, Edmonton uh, maybe forgotten how good that '88 team is, but they. Uh, they took care of business against some of the top teams, and Grant Fear had 75 starts. Little known fact about the 1987-88 season. Edmonton only had one first team All-Star. His name? Grant Fear. And he is on the show today. Oh, by the way. This was the date of the last uh, game that Wayne Gretzky played as an Edmonton Oiter. Uh, maybe we'll hear him coming up later on in Champions Week as well. Uh, John Shannon with a precursor to the Gary Bettman press conference at 205. Reed and Jack will swing by after the press conference as well. Uh, Reed Wilkins and Jack Michaels from the Oilers radio network. Here's how you can get a hold of us. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline at 780-496-0063. Like most businesses, the River Cree remains closed by the pandemic they'll be back up and at them with over 1350 slot machines 40 table games when the province opens things back up as well river Creek resort casino excitement bet on it and you can text us on our ashley fine floors text line at 780 ashley fine Floors, ready for your kids pre-game warm-up i'm available at bob underscore staffer back
2: at the 630 chat studios brendan escott brendan how you doing it's been a busy day here, Bob. Sometimes live radio changes on a dime, so here we are. Excited well, about whatever this announcement's going to be.
0: Yeah, and, uh, and and full disclosure, um, I'm going to be uh, you're going to be uh, with us here, but uh, we'll be running basically a four hour version of Oilers now today from noon until four o'clock. Uh, Bill Daly, by the way,
2: are you going to carry uh, his uh, presser that he's doing or his availability? Trying to. Make that happen at 4 o'clock? Yeah, that's right. So essentially, Batman goes live at 2.35, Bill Daly with a follow-up Zoom call at 4 o'clock, and we will carry that live here on 6.30 Chad.
0: And then you'll guide us home for the final hour and a half uh, during what is typically known as 6.30 Chad, afternoons. So what does it all mean? Well, we know this, that the uh, Players Association agreed in theory to a 2014 playoff. Uh, we're going to have Mark Spector on the show. I'm going to bring Brendan in right now. And, I mean, this is a situation... Um, I'm led to believe that the players were more inclined, in, in a couple of proposals had suggested uh, basically a 20-team playoff or a playoff where Edmonton and Toronto were already guaranteed to be in the 16-team play-in part. Uh, so they would have been guaranteed to make the playoffs based upon the fact that the Oilers were second and the Leafs were th- uh, a comfortable third in their respective divisions. Um, the restructure that's going to exist is likely going to mean that Edmonton's going to have to play in the round of 24, most likely against Chicago. You all know that if you're Oilers fans out there. What happens with the pods and again john shannon is saying no decisions being made and part of that might be they're waiting for further information and they want to get closer to when the guys actually are in position to uh get fully practicing or back on the ice and we know that edmonton uh vegas uh vancouver all out of the pacific division potentially looking at ways to uh to to be a host pod, uh, I'll tell you, over the last 10 days, the province of Alberta has done 6,031 tests in Edmonton. There have been seven positive tests during that stretch. Um, Edmonton, amongst the Canadian cities out there, of over 100,000 people would be one of the least hit cities in the country. Just to put things in perspective... Um, since the start of the the pause or since this whole COVID-19 situation got rolling and the pandemic came to be, there's been 524 cases, positive cases in Edmonton. Uh, they are down uh, currently to 52 positive cases in the Edmonton Health Zone, which would include you know, Sherwood Park and St. Albert and Stony Plain, 52 active cases, but 524 cases overall, just 13 deaths. There's only been 34 positive cases or positive test results out of the 20,000 roughly tests that they've done since the start of May. So, you know, things are going good here. Touch wood, knock wood, whatever you want to say. Um, and a lot of you have had a lot to do that because you've been a lot more disciplined and maybe Edmonton's benefited from some other reasons as well. But again, perspective. Um, we have a federal government that oversees a massive country. And you look at uh, Quebec, Montreal, 24,300 cases. Again, Edmonton's at 524. Montreal, after an update today, is now up to 2,584 deaths. Edmonton's at 13, one in the month of May. Uh, Toronto's now over 10,000 cases and at 761 deaths. So, you know, there's, there's different parts of the country that have been hit uh at a different rate uh speaking of rate alberta has tested at a considerably higher rate than several other provinces almost a two to one well, over a two to one rate per capita of bc and bc it's got to be mentioned have done a very uh, uh some people would say they've been the forerunner uh, when it's come to this uh obviously they have significantly fewer overall cases than alberta though it should be mentioned vancouver who would be competing against edmonton does have more cases um Uh, positive cases and has roughly six times the amount of deaths so you know I'm not sure what the parameters going to be for the NHL but I've got a bit of a curveball that I'm going to serve you up right here right now Brendan okay on the weekend and we briefly hit on this yesterday and I know that Kurt Levins also mentioned it in his cult of hockey uh, piece the other day on the weekend the U.S. government announced foreign athletes from multiple pro sports leagues will be exempt from restrictions on travel to the U.S. during the coronavirus pandemic, uh, said the acting uh, Department of Homeland Security uh, Secretary. Uh, so, what that means is there's an exemption for pro athletes. So, I'm thinking to myself here, hmm. Edmonton's going to be in the, you know, we're obviously going to have 24 teams in this playoff, and they've done so partially to include the likes of Montreal, Chicago, and New York Rangers because of television and driving the television market. Could you host one round in, theoretically, Edmonton and Vancouver in Canada? Could you host that round for the West, that that play, in, call it the round of 24? And then since there's an exemption already in place from the u.s government could you host the round of 16 in vegas that way you're limiting the amount of teams that are actually coming into the city so the round of 24 eight teams would be in either edmonton or vancouver theoretically and then the four winners would join the four by teams
2: in vegas What do you think, Brendan? Is that way too out there of an idea? I I don't think it's too out there. I wonder whether the league would look at that as too many moving parts. I wonder if whether their stance is going to be, let's set it up and then just, you know, get... Because... You know, if there's testing stations, for example, they're talking about players getting tested every two days. I imagine that's going to have some sort of a booth set up, maybe something where, you know, they line up a, a, on the way in and sure. get swabbed. So, you know, is that something they're going to want to set up in two different cities or three or, or four different cities if you're talking about moving stuff around like that? So I can see that being the roadblock. But, you know, I also understand where you're coming from in terms of the opportunities that that would open up or or maybe opportunities that that would limit, so to speak, for COVID to be as prominent, right? Like it. Well, There's some merit to that.
0: Like if you're sitting there and what's easier, hosting eight teams or hosting 12? I think we could say it would probably be easier to host only eight and test players and personnel from only eight teams. Uh, And we've already discussed on the show before, Vegas is playing with a stacked deck. Anybody that's been there knows that. The state of Nevada basically has a license to print money. They're in the casino industry. They're not there to lose it. Uh, there's only one guy I know that's lost at doing that. It's called Trump Taj Mahal, but that's another story for another day. Uh, go watch, uh, what is it? Uh, it's uh, it's on Netflix right now. Blood money? Is that it? What's well, one of those money something? It's not money heist. I can tell you that. Uh, anyhow, uh, there, where I'm going with this is Nevada c- it has so much money that is brought in from that industry that they could theoretically, uh, in the city of Las Vegas, could theoretically just say to the NHL, look, we'll give you the rooms for free. And they already had a donation from one of the uh, casino owners of like $20 million worth of tests. So Vegas is in a complete... And if the league's in a position where they're looking to... Okay, if, if you had the round of, say, 24 in Edmonton or Vancouver, you're paying Canadian dollars, and then you could go to Vegas for the next round, and you're limiting some of the teams... That are needing to travel across the border in the process. I don't know, like it for for what it's worth. It's just an idea, and I wonder whether or not it has any merit. We still have textures every day in our Ashley Fine Flores text line saying, "Bob, why are we playing?" And then there's ninety percent of you that are sitting there saying, "Hey, we got to get back to 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 normalcy here." and like, we have people, when I sit there and drop the numbers and say, well, we're down to 52 active tests, they'll say, Bob, that's 52 active too many. I got news for you. In a week in which Edmonton only had seven positive tests out of 6,000 tests done in this zone, I'm concerned that's about as good as it gets. I don't know how you can do much better than that, especially given the asymptomatic nature of this. So there's no writer, like, it's just an idea, just a concept, and I'll take a second one for you, Brendan, that I want you to think about here, okay? Okay. The draft.
2: Can you have the draft after the round of 24? So that allows a little bit of restructuring in terms of teams that will have been eliminated. That's basically what you're driving at here?
0: Do you have to have the draft when the season's over? Or theoretically, could you have? Because here's the thing. You've got seven teams that you've eliminated, right? you kind of got to keep hockey in the focus in some of those markets. And the draft is one of the ways to do it. So who says, uh, I mean, we're dealing, there's so many unknowns with everything with COVID-19. We don't know whether or not there's going to be a vaccine legitimately for this in the next couple of years. So we might just have to move on in society and deal with it and do a better job again in Canada. Roughly 82% of all COVID-related deaths are tied back to assisted living facilities for the elderly. The province of Alberta right now, the average age of death in the province of Alberta is 82, which exceeds the last time uh, there was a, uh, you know, they sat there, I believe, in uh, two year, two years ago. In 2017, life expectancy in the province of Alberta was 80. So this tends to hit the elderly community better, so we know that. We're getting more information with each and every day as this goes on. Maybe we have a vaccine, maybe we don't. Maybe we just need to do a way better job in a lot of different areas than we've done. I mean, today, Trudeau commented on the private sectors handling in Ontario of situations at old age facilities. Well... Quebec has got the biggest problem in the country, and the majority of their facilities are public. We know for a fact that Paul Martin, when he was prime minister, was looking at uh, making extended elderly care a nationalized approach, just like they did with uh, child care benefits and those sort of things. So situations are fluid. There's no right or wrong answer. I'm just wondering, could you have the draft theoretically halfway through the playoffs? Maybe you could. I don't know. Maybe you could have it at the stage... Maybe it's a quarter of a way during the playoffs, right? When you're talking just after the round of uh, sixteen, we're going to get more of these answers. I think it's fair to say coming up from Gary Bettman, at least an idea. We're not. John Shannon is saying we will not know the pods. I'm going to ask John that question: Whether or not you can have. Who says the entire West has to be played theoretically in Vegas or theoretically in Edmonton or Vancouver? You know, maybe maybe you can split portions of it off. Time will tell in that regard. And, again, part of it has to do with the fact that there's an exemption for travel now put in place in the United States. Will there be a similar uh, exemption for travel put for foreign, uh, you know, to come into Canada? Maybe there will. Maybe there won't. Let's get to our letters now. Audio of brought to you by Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. So, Champions Week. We had Craig Simpson, who uh, scored a great goal. Uh, great goal uh, back in uh, 1990 for the Oilers. His first Stanley Cup championship was in 1988 and he was part of a memorable blackout game that occurred on May 24th, 1988. Here's Simmer.
1: We had 15 wins. You go into that game, you can't sleep all night. You're anxious about the, uh, you know, in your mind, envisioning what's going to happen later in the game. And uh, when we scored the tie at 3-3, I thought, okay, the game's ours. We're coming back. we lots of another period to go. So when the lights went out, I remember having like one foot on the bench and all of a sudden it went dark. Um, you saw, if you watched the replay, how quickly they did get us off the ice because it was clear that there was no um, – lights that were going to come back and that was really the frustrating part you know, you're in such uh, limbo the emotions are running high thinking okay, we got this game, now you're wondering, gosh, are we going to like have to sit here for a couple hours or uh, nobody seemed to really know uh, exactly what the ruling would be for about 30, 35, 40 minutes. And uh, I just remember the frustration of not having a result. You know, after that game, when it was said, we've got to go back to Edmonton, I think everybody in our room was pleased that at least, you know, we had an opportunity to go back and win it on home ice. But I just remember, Bob, the crazy emotions of... You know, it would have been one thing had you lost your first opportunity to, to win a Stanley Cup, but to have no result and no finish to the game, it, it was just bizarre, and it was very frustrating clip. to have to deal with.
0: So Craig Simpson ends up uh, getting a chance to play the game back in Edmonton on this date 32 years ago. The Oilers won going away 6-3. Craig was sick and almost didn't play. I woke up at about 2 o'clock in the morning, and from about 2 o'clock
1: in the morning till An hour before a puck drop, I I, I threw up almost like every hour and a half, two hours. It was one of those strange days that, you know, I kept thinking I'd waited my whole life for this. We had what happened in Boston. And I remember a great quote. uh, I came into the morning skate, uh, didn't do anything had a half a bowl of soup and had to uh, I threw that up right there so I went home and tried to sleep as much as I can and if you remember Kelly Buckberger was uh was not playing in the series and you know he would have been the guy who got to go in and Bucky came to me when I got to the rink later on he looked at me and says I got no chance of playing do I (laughs) I said sorry buddy no uh so it was you know frustrating and disappointing but another great example of uh, you know, you're just going on adrenaline at that point, and the opportunity to what lay ahead and win the Stanley Cup, and like so often, the hockey gods took care of me with allowing me to at least contribute a little bit, and uh, the rest was just sort of a blur after that. The excitement of winning kind of got me through the whole night, and uh, but yeah, it was a it was a strange 24 hours uh, for sure.
0: Watched it in Steen River, Alberta. Almost up at the Northwest Territories border. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. That's our orders now. Audio vault for direct workwear. Where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. On to NHL today for elite promotional marketing, building tailored branded programs where your order is on done
2: on time, every time, at Elite Promotional Marketing. Here's Brennan Escott. Quiet, quiet day on the hockey front, at least in the early going. We uh, we need this about three hours from now, but New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy announced that professional sports teams can begin training camps, strict health protocols in place there. That does cover the Devils, of course, the New York Jets and the Giants of the NFL. New York State, despite all their struggles with COVID, made that same declaration over the weekend. So, bigger markets, you know, higher risk markets, Bob. Even there starting to open back just up. Just the
0: U.S. opening up and exempting. Yeah. Like it, it says it all, right? So we'll see. And, and it, there's some people have told me it won't be, like some who aren't necessarily the biggest supporters all the time of pro sports has said will not be an issue from the federal government. I'm just looking at the the ranges in terms of what Canada's experiencing. And B.C. and Alberta in a completely different position right now than Ontario and Quebec are dealing with COVID-19. Off to a global news weather traffic update with... Randy Kilburn, and uh, when we get back, Randy Kilburn, he's a big Boston Bruins fan. Uh, Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing in Alberta. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, with you on Oilers Now.
1: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, six thirty. Chad.